Hey folks, welcome to Legends of Kalidor, Tales from the Wildlands. An actual play Westmarch's campaign using the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons set in the homebrewed world of Kalidor. My name is Darren Stotrup, and I'll be your Game Master. Before we begin, I've got a quick announcement. There is a new D&D convention coming to California. MimicCon 2023, the first annual game convention for the Central Coast. The organizers are working with the city of Santa Maria to host a premier gaming convention, and all proceeds are benefiting a local nonprofit. Attendees can access a huge variety of activities from RPG demos to nerd trivia contests. Learn more at centralcoastdnd.com. That's not an ampersand, that's the letter N, centralcoastdnd.com. Back to the adventure. Previously, our adventurers found themselves caught in a spider den after exploring a temple in the woods. After vanquishing their foes, they managed to rescue a wannabe adventurer named Percy, who had gotten himself in over his head. In his gratitude, he gifted the party a treasure map that he had found, and offered them shelter in a hunting lodge where he had recently settled into. We now join our adventurers the very next day, as they learn more about the lodge's previous tenants, and the treasure map they've obtained. It is the 28th of Mogsha, 523 AE. Even for those who don't sleep well in a new environment, the fatigue of the day had put you right to sleep by the time your head hit the rucksack. As the morning light spills in from the windows of the lodge, those of you who have not already risen begin to stir. The time is roughly about seven in the morning. Who would be up right now? Datura would be up. Aurora would go. As would Ansem. Percy enters the kitchen, his hair is disheveled, and quietly puts some kindling and logs into the wood stove, lighting it with a flint. He sets a large metal bowl filled with water atop it and retrieves a tin of coffee from a cupboard. He stares groggily at the stove for a minute, before taking a seat at the long table, nodding to whoever might be awake. Pushing aside a large leather-bound book, he takes a cluster of appleberries from a basket on the table. Uh, some jerky and hardtack from a mason jar, and he kind of tilts the tray to anyone who might be around if they're wanting anything from it. Nansom is outside right now, kind of still checking out the area since it's new, just getting a, a sense for what's close by. Um, Datura will come over and, and sit down, and she'll kind of just move her hand gently over the fruit, and it looks, you know, optimal ripeness. Imagine like a, a grape cluster, except they're like in between an apple and a grape. You know, it's got that apple flavor. It's a little bit tougher than like a grape would be. So you kind of got to bite into that like a really almost an unripe grape. But the flavor makes sense. It's kind of a somewhat acquired kind of a taste in that regard. But it's like an apple kind of a texture. Um, and then she'll probably actually go outside and uh, find out what Ansem is up to and how the scouting is going. Rodagra is snoring loudly. <laughs> Percy doesn't have to be too quiet this morning then, evidently. <laughs> so um, having, you know, probably risen before most, a little before dawn, by instinct, basically. Phantom's kind of gotten around outside, just checked for animal tracks, trying to trying to understand what, what normal is like here and get kind of a baseline of the area. What might he have seen or encountered? Yeah, so around the property, it's going to be pretty placid. You know, it's going to be pretty calm. There, You'll hear some birds, you know, you'll see some like squirrels or chipmunks or something kind of running around from tree to tree, uh, some birds flying overhead. But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing exciting. It's a nice little morning at the hunting lodge. Good to know. Yeah, the sun is. You, the sunrise has just ended. Um, but yeah, the sun is now up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Probably seen a detour approach. Just let her know nothing's happened. Area looks pretty clear. No sign of predators or any major disturbances in recent history. So pretty quiet nook of the woods that we found ourselves in that's gonna that'll be enough you know confirmation for Jatura. if he's not worried about anything she trusts him so she go back inside and see if everyone else is getting up yet or what maybe go over and talk to aurora about what she thinks about what they saw yesterday i think aurora's gonna ask Jatura exactly what happened after the epic fight with spiders because it was so uh traumatizing she doesn't really remember (laughs) (laughs) i'll fill her in Came back to the cabin, yeah. Just uh, get led back here, and we're just... This looks like it's our new home base, so... Better than the campsite, right? Definitely. The water, uh, it's now kind of coming to a boil over on that uh, fire stove. And Percy goes over there, grabs some mugs, you know, dips some in there, starts making some camp coffee with that. Uh, But he sets out a couple mugs there if anybody wants anything. 
goes back to the table and he kind of sits down and takes a drink. And uh, so, Narora, Datura, you guys are inside. Yes, at this point, uh, Alais, where are you still asleep? I think that she would probably be taking advantage of being able to sleep as long as she can, and so we'll probably be asleep until someone wakes her. Sounds good. And uh, Rodiger, he's snoring away over there. So you probably get your maybe your pillow over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the smell of coffee started to wake me a little bit up, but... Eh. Yeah. So he sits down and he grabs some coffee and he's taking a sip and he looks over to Nora and Detura and he says, Morning, ladies. If you want any coffee, of course, there's a little water should be ready for you. Morning, thank you. Um, I actually, uh, I'm going to pull out of my pocket. I've got some uh, tea leaves in case anyone wants that instead. More of a tea person myself, you know. Huh? Oh, nice. I uh, I find I won't wake up too well if I don't have at least two cups of this. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so I, obviously our our introduction was a little brief yesterday. Um, hope you're able to have been recovered a little bit. Um, where did you come from originally? Yeah, before I uh, I came out to the wilds, I was in uh, uh, a small city, uh, West Rocks. Um. Uh, just uh, a little bit past the, the borderlands. It's one of the last large sort of cities before you come in here. Well, I wouldn't call it large, but uh, it's a nice little lake city. Where, uh, where are you from? What brings you out here? Uh, adventuring, I suppose. Um, I come from a little bit further afield, um, but I think our group may have met up um, in your town. I, I knew Ansem from a little bit before, but the rest of us are recently acquainted. Hmm. Wow, you seem to have... Uh, Bonded quite well over some adventures, I suppose. So far, so good. Mostly good, I'll say, as I help myself to the coffee. With a grin. <laughs> What's, uh, what is mostly good, sir? <laughs> well, we found ourselves in some pinches before. Nothing we couldn't handle, so we're still standing here. Uh, but all, all that is to say is we've had some rockier journeys before, so the spider encounter yesterday isn't exactly out of character for what we found ourselves in. I'd love to uh, get a hold of one of your journals then, sir. <laughs> I, I do love a good story, uh, as, as I, I told you yesterday. Um, they, uh, I, I find other, other adventurers' stories seem to end better than mine. <laughs> I appreciate, again, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for coming to my rescue yesterday. I uh, definitely have gotten in over my head. Uh, we're, we're fortunate to have run into you, and I'd be happy to, to regale some of the tales of... Uh what Detour and I have done with the help of our, our allies in other lands before coming here. And what's, um, I understand, Detour, you're, you're here for uh, adventures in the general sense? Something like that. Handsome. Uh, anything particular to bring you out here? Or is it uh, just see what's out? Mm. Uh, I've taken an assignment, something flexible. I, I, I serve with the Order of the Ebon Guard. If you've heard of us, I'm not sure. Ebon Guard? No, I, I'm, I'm afraid I haven't heard of that. A, a footprint, and there, there's certainly uh, certain circles we might be more known in, but uh, essentially we find ourselves uh, unified in cause to destroy that which is evil and, and steals the strength and life of the land at the cost of uh, the weak and the defenseless. Uh, we try to operate outside of the, the politics of many of these regions to uh, better serve those who, who we seek to. Wow, that sounds like a large task. A non-ending one. <laughs> Hearing the talking that's apparently going on, Elias will uh, begin stirring and uh, uh, composing herself. Yeah, listening about politics, Megrotara scratches the spot and wake up a little bit. And he looks over, he's like, Morning, fellas. Come on over if you would like some tea or some coffee. We have a sort of meager food here, but, uh, but we have beverages to help wake up. Norora, where, where do you come from originally? That's a great question. It's not easy, right? <laughs> not easy. An Ikea shop. An Ikea shop. Oh, dear. An Ikea shop. You want to know a trick? Uh, look about the room and find an object and mispronounce it. <laughs> Put the accent on the wrong spot. It works pretty well. I'm from Tabla. Oh, good. I like that. <laughs> but a city or a town? Or yeah, I'm fr I'm from a small village um, that's in the woods, and I've spent most of my time uh, kind of as a wanderer. Um, I've been enjoying getting to know different um, different lands and different types of people, and so it's it's hard for me to answer where I'm from because I feel like I'm from so many places. 
And real quick, uh, as a GM, the question for you: Do you have like a as a bard? Do you have like an instrument, or do you have anything? I can't remember. I do. If you have. I Is have a, a couple. Okay. And we did some uh, revision and filling in. Nice. Uh, yeah. Last weekend. I have a loot. Okay. So Percy would glance over. He says, uh, "I saw you uh, carrying a loot before. Are you uh, are you a musician?" Yes. I'm a bard, and I enjoy playing lute, the horn, and the hand drum. Well, you know, I, I uh, one of the things that really got me interested in adventurers uh, to begin with was the stories that the bards would sing at the, uh, the local taverns and such. So, uh, choose to you, miss, for, uh, for the music. Thank you, and thank you for not putting me on the spot to sing you a song so early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> uh, you know, it, when you have a profession that is also entertainment, it can be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, a show all the time. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask mm. that of you. If you want to play some music, of course, I would love to hear it sometime. But I won't ask. <laughs> well, thank you. And what is your profession? Hmm. Well, before I made a fool of myself, I was uh, in business trade. I would help. Uh, well, I was basically a buyer. You know, I would find businesses that were in need of interesting items, and I would uh, I would find people who could procure that for them, and uh, sort of a go-between. Was there anything you were looking for out in this area in particular, or just adventure? Well, um, that uh, that map that I had um, given to Ansem here, uh, that's kind of what drew me out here. I'd, uh, I'd come across that, and I thought, well, this would be the time. How often do you come across a map uh, with strange symbols of, of interesting places on it? Thought I would uh, discover that. And Ansem has the map out already and is looking at it. He's been looking for an opportunity to ask questions about it. So he'll he'll indicate it to others and say, "Yes, I've had some questions about this myself." You roll that out. You have that on the table for anyone who wants to I've see it. I've got it, it in front of me. Yeah. Do you want me to share? Yeah. We see yeah. it. At this point, Ansem opens a treasure map that I'd given him at the start of the session. It's a rolled-up piece of parchment with locations marked on it, connected by dotted lines that together form roughly an upside-down letter V. The first location is marked by a circle, inside of which is an outstretched clawed hand, with a label that reads, The Tower of the Moon. The second looks to be the curled end of a staff, or perhaps a symbol of fire or wind, which is labeled, The Wizard's Spire. At the top of the V is a crystal outcropping labeled, The Cavern of Illusions. After this, beginning the descent is a symbol of a watchtower crumbling apart with the label, the Troll's Ruins. And finally, at the end, marked in red is an X labeled A Box Without Hinge. So he uh, he opens that up, uh, Ansem opens that up for you, and that's kind of what you're seeing there. He says, ah, yeah, yeah, so I came across this map back in Westrox, and um, during the, the Festival of the Voices, there was, uh, I saw this this a mage, I suppose, is what he would be. Uh, he was moving through the crowd, and this this fell out of his his satchel. So I picked it up. I couldn't get to, I couldn't get his attention with all the voices, everybody singing around, and um, tried to chase him down. And well, I got distracted by a pretty young lass, and um, put that away in my satchel, and didn't see it again for a few days. By the time I had, well, the gentleman had already. I couldn't find him at this point. But mm-hmm. uh, after seeing this map, I looked into it a bit further, you know, of course, with my interest in adventures. Uh, and I had to travel around from city to city for a bit until I found some information on it and uh, understood that it was talking about some places out here in the Scorchian Wilds. So I settled up my business, um, and at the beginning of the next month, I had decided I would sell off what I had, buy what I need, and head out. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about the places listed on the map besides their names? No, unfortunately. <laughs> Not much more than that. Seems we may have found the Tower of the Moon, perhaps, I'm wondering. That was the the only thing that I was able to find for sure information out about was the Tower of the Moon. Um, and I'd heard some legends that there was a, a ziggurat over in the, the forest here. Um, so thankfully that one was, was fairly straightforward, but... Um, <sighs> As uh, as you could tell, I couldn't quite figure out how to open it. Um, I noticed that uh, that there were some other footprints about, and it seemed like somebody else had already uh, come out here. But um, but I couldn't get in. I don't know where the entrance is. And then, of course, you guys found me with the spiders. <laughs> After I was fooling around with trying to get in there, I was overrun by swarms mm. of spiders, and they chased me down, and then one of them caught me. Mm. Other footprints, you say? So those, uh, I, I'd only noted one other set of footprints 
Yeah, there was there were some that had walked in, and then where did they lead? I mean, I think that they led back north for a bit, but uh, but it looked like they had set up a, a spot near where I put my stuff together. There was already some wood, so I started lighting my fire with whatever they had. So that the fire was yours then, but there was a spot for it when you arrived. The fire was mine. But it was it was whatever was left over from the previous person. Any sense of how long it had been there? It was pretty long. I mean, as far as I could tell, I'm, a, I'm no no tracker, but uh, it seemed like there was... I, I wouldn't have noticed had I not come mm-hmm. across the, the fire pit. I see. So it wasn't warm. No, goodness no. And you don't know anything about the purpose of this uh, Tower of the Moon? No, it was uh, all I could find is to come out here. And you look sheepish. <laughs> <laughs> it seems as if you already knew about this hunting lodge. Oh, I came across this one. This uh, actually, when I when I came in, I had seen this, and I, I thought that this would be a good place to try and find some more information about this. I I came in here, and it was um, it was fairly empty. Uh, it looked like there had been um, a bit of a, a bad scene, and I was afraid to uh, set up camp here when I first got it. But um, a bad scene. And as he's talking, he kind of glances over towards that large book that's on the table. He kind of looks at that, and he speaks more slowly. And then he he's like, uh, "There was evidence that." Something terribly wrong had had gone down here, um, uh, but um, after a few days, everything seemed fine. So uh, I guess it all got sorted out. But this is where I'd stayed before I um, headed out towards. The- when you say terribly wrong, this is definitely catching my interest here. What what do you mean? Is there evidence of foul magics? A fight? Um. <sighs> He looks again at this this journal, uh, this big book, and he says, well, uh, he takes it and he kind of like pushes it towards you. Um, he says, this account that's in here starts off simple enough for a, a hunting lodge, but uh, it gets interesting. If it wasn't so close to home, I would love to read more, <laughs> more about it, but it, it, yeah, it, it makes one feel a little uncomfortable. Uncomfortable? As in, there was infighting between them, or something maybe came and attacked? Well, more of the latter, I, I think. Uh, so he uh, he pushes this book to you, and uh, do you start, like, looking through it or not? I think Aurora wants to check and see if it uh, has any magic associated with it. Sure, do you have uh, detect magic or anything like that? I do. And I, I think it was identify. Yeah, I do have identify. And that's a spell, right? I'd have to... Yeah, that would count as a spell cast, uh, okay. one of your spell slots. I think it has a ritual option. Yes, yeah, true. She has a ritual option. Oh, yes, I see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. So you see where it says R in that book next to identify? It's like a little icon of a, a book with an R in it, right? Yes. After the title? Yeah. Yes. So that means you can do that without it costing a spell slot. It takes 10 minutes to do, but you're in no hurry right now. So if you wanted to do that, you could. Okay. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you get to choose one object, uh, search through it, and if it is magic or some other imbued item, you learn its properties. Well, it's a good thing it's not it's a ritual, because as you're doing this, it just seems like a very mundane book. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Mundane, at least, you know, uh, power-wise, but not content-wise. <laughs> mm. While she's going through the ritual, Elias will finally emerge and join the group and help herself to one of the cups of coffee. Uh, I'll, I'll say good morning, Elias. I hope you're slept well. We're just learning a little bit more about the area, taking a deep, closer look at the map that Percy has uh, been showing us. If nobody else is going for it after she checks for the magic, I'm going to start reading it and try to figure out what he's talking about. So for Ansem and whoever else might be uh, looking over his shoulder or whatever, um, the Lodge book has many entries on the hunter's seasons over the years. Um, so it's, it's an older book. There's lots of pages in here, and you kind of are just glancing through, stopping and reading some of them, I would assume, right? You're not going to sit down and read the whole thing cover to cover. Most of these entries are pretty mundane. Entries document the discovery of a magnificent stag in his harem of more than 20 cows. More than enough for this season and the next. You see them, like, writing in here. They very, seem very excited about it. The next few entries describe their attempts to hunt the herd. Beyond that, entries take a descent into madness with descriptions of being confronted and getting chased down by a great stag. This stag that is... They begin calling it the, the Crimson Stag, and they're talking about blood on its its breast, like this this bib of blood that they tried 
shooting arrows at it, and the arrows just bounced off the thing. So it takes a Descent of the Madness for talking about this this great stag, about it terrorizing the hunters and trapping them in their lodge, uh, about the great stag's brutal kills, leaving the bodies of animals and bipedal creatures strewn about the property, and eventually impaling them on branches even, as if in warning, and the realization that, they, that all of these creatures are carnivorous. All of these creatures are hunters. Madness grows deeper as the hunters in the lodge document their desperate attempts to flee, about getting picked off one by one and finding their companions similarly displayed among the trees and rocks nearby. Finally, there is mention of attempting a ritual of protection to guard the lodge, but with a dire and unknown cost. And that is the final entry in there. Hmm. And uh, as Percy is like watching you kind of flip through and kind of seeing your expression get you know, more furrowed as you read... And he's like, uh, so when I had arrived, um, the book was still open to this last entry, uh, and I had, uh, some stains that I tried to remove from the property. It seemed like bad things had happened here near the lodge at one point. Was there any dates that were mentioned? Can we, can, like, do we have a sense of how long ago it was? Sure, yeah, so obviously the beginning ones would be, you know, years ago. But then the most recent dates would probably be... What is it now? It's spring-ish, so it might have been the previous hunting season, so I don't know if that would have been in the uh, the fall or the spring previously. Six months to a year. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. And, and as he's described this, does this... Any of this ring a bell in terms of things we've heard... I, I guess I'll, I'll ask, does it jog my memory and I'll ask the question to any anyone else in case they've heard of something like this? That is an interesting question that kind of relies on you if this is something you may have heard any sort of rumor about. Um, I'm not sure where your character exactly was from before all of this or how long they were there. Right. If you were anywhere near here, you might have heard some weird rumors of a hunting party that had gone, you know, a regular hunting party, they would always go through the village on their way out there. And they were well known for that. They always brought back excellent meat and all these other skins and things that were useful to the town. Uh, They didn't come back. So you definitely would have heard that. And then obviously rumors, whether Mm -hmm. real or otherwise, about what happened. I guess I was thinking more along the lines of this terrible beast, a stag, which is a dangerous animal, but docile for its own right. It's not a it's not a predator, and so this kind of behavior of uh, you know supernatural seeming ability and things like that. Like, does that sort of ring a bell? And, and I'm asking that to detour as well as the others too, because it's just to check how much of what has been described are you sharing out with everyone versus just reading yourself? Oh, I thought, sorry, I thought people were... <laughs> okay, I will relate. I thought you were saying that people were gathering around me, perhaps, but I'll, I'll relate the details and then ask if anyone, if this comes to anything. Anybody's heard anything like this before? Supernatural stags, etc. Is there any sort of a history or nature check that might tell me something? <laughs> yeah, I would say probably a history check would work. Okay, I'll try that. Leave it to the dice. I will guidance myself first. Um, <laughs> You're like, hmm, does this sound familiar? Yeah. I also have, I have a plus, Just like, oh, I have a plus zero on history, so fingers crossed. Too. What about nature? <laughs> Percy kind of does like a double take to you as he sees you like kind of do whatever with your hands and your your voice. <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like when you give yourself guidance? Uh-huh. Oh, um, good question. I think you know. I close my eyes for a second. And you just see a faint, um, pale white, slightly blue tint just glows for just a moment. Kind of her whole body just for a second sort of pulses out and then back to the normal. Okay. But I mean, so like, I, I think it's got verbal and somatic components, right? So like, is there something that you do or, or just kind of curious so we, we can know? Because this is going to happen a lot. All the time. <laughs> my my, uh, my brother's character when he does it, because he does it almost every role. He's like, I give myself <laughs> guidance. <laughs> I know, right? Now I've got to think about this. Because this will be canon forever. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, she'll probably, like, yeah, like, touch touch her forehead, mm-hmm. something. And it's sort of a, you know, may, may the moon guide you, probably. Okay, so this is kind of quietly to herself, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, so you do that, and you get a whopping two. Well, I got a 12. Okay, I see what you get. Yeah, total nice. 12. <laughs> nice, very good, very good. Okay, 12. <laughs> yeah, you had probably heard a little bit about, like, yeah, kind of similarly, not in detail. You had heard 
various things about them, that there was harpies that had taken them, that there was... Uh, I, uh, well, I guess I'm it? thinking of if I know anything about any creatures like this stag that they're describing. Mm. Any animal that would, yeah, have some, Right. Characters. Okay, so that would probably be more in the realm of, it would be nature if you're trying to figure out if there's any sort of, like, animal that does this. Uh, I'm better it'd be at nature. If you're thinking... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's like Arcana, that would be. I will guide myself again, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. and I will. Uh, I'll try it. Uh, nature check because yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of. I look at her as she go. starts to do that, and there's like, wait. Oh. So let's see. What do we got here? That is a nature with. Okay. Oh. That's even worse. Um, <laughs> no, you're. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'll say like you know, using like a, a passive because that's crazy that it would be that low. But, like, you've not heard of a stag doing anything like this. This is definitely outside the realm of normal stag-like behavior. And the the way that they're describing this thing, too, is it is, like, you know that there are giant stags um, that are very intimidating creatures, but uh, you've never heard of one that's gone into this sort of madness. And as I go back over the log, they encountered it. And the description of when they encountered it versus when things went real bad is, is different, right? Like, it sounds like it's a stag, and it's it's a pretty cool stag, and it's got its thing going, but then they try to kill it, and it loses just like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's after they've taken out <laughs> some of the cows that then the stag kind of loses okay. its, its marbles. All right, I'll, I'll just say then, uh, we'll take it as a warning then not to trespass against the natural inhabitants unless necessary. If if we come across it, instead of attacking it, um, I'd like to try to speak with it um, if, if we happen to see it. So if anyone happens to see it, let me know. Percy, like, his eyes go wide when you say that, and he, like, looks at you and looks at the book, looks at you, look at the... He's like, uh, I don't think that's wise. Have you read the book? I don't think it's an animal that's going to want to talk to you as much as impale you. We'll see. If I haven't attacked it yet, maybe I have a chance. She's tougher than she looks. And Percy is just still like, he's, his mouth, like he kind of wants to say something. And then he also seems very like, uh, but he, he'll say this. He's like, uh, I admire your bravery. This thing, I have seen it from afar. Oh. It is not good. Uh, it is a insane, vengeful beast. The, the, uh, what you read in there, I mean, I didn't get to see it up close. But from afar on the hill, the thing was massive, and I could hear it with this bellowing sound. It was, it was both low and high at the same time. It echoed throughout the whole valley. And I had seen that one night, and another night I had been out. Uh, and you can see why I, I don't head south anymore. But I had originally seen it out in the moors, and the next time that I had seen it was out towards the heath. I, I was able to get up into some trees, but. I, I heard this galloping coming from behind me, and I, I, I turned back to see this massive shadow, and I was able to climb up into the trees, and then I spent the night up there, and I got back down the next day, and I went running back out, and the creature was shortly behind after me. As I was came up to the lodge, within the, I don't know, I suppose like a quarter mile, I was able to get inside, and I could see it. At that quarter mile, it, it came up towards it, and it stopped abruptly and it was just pawing at the ground and, and bellowing at me and it wouldn't come any closer which i'm expecting whatever ritual that they had talked about in this book must have must have worked but uh, i mean this it was aggressive it was aggressive to start with for not me because they yes. asked it perhaps mm. i i only know as much as you know it, it sounded like it had been a normal stag at one point but something had happened i don't know if it's if it just got very angry at them or what but all i know is my own experience is very similar to what they have talked about uh, towards the end of the book not towards the well, beginning perhaps i'll get a chance if if you said this protection it didn't seem to want to come any closer than than maybe quarter mile you said i didn't sleep for days as i waited to, to make sure that that thing was not going to come closer he points over he's like i hid in that cupboard for two days before coming back out and it was nowhere to be seen. It never came close again. Uh, I haven't tread south since then. And the last place that I had gone evidently was east towards the forest. I think it smells like a good barbecue. <laughs> the person just kind of like 
looks at you and just, you know, sir, I would, I would love it if you could barbecue the thing and we could just be done with it. Yeah, we can try. We'll keep an eye. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for it and see what happens. But if it's possible to speak with it, perhaps I can do so from within the protection of whatever is here. But we'll see. I, I do want to know about things in this area that that don't seem natural. Strange look at you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's fair. Percy, he says, uh, I, I mean, miss, this is the Scorchian Wilds. If there are giant spiders and there are crimson stags, well, I'm sure there's probably a great many other things that are not uh, natural in, in the, where I come from anyway. <laughs> I mean, these are the things that you hear about in, in books and tales and they become all too real once you come out here. To be fair, the spider died when I shot it. Uh, the stag appears to not share uh, such a fear of weapons. Nerora insulted one to death, I believe. See, they have feelings. <laughs> That's we'll, true, we'll she see did. If the yeah. stag has some really sensitive feelings or not. That's right. She'd, she'd scared one to death just by whispering not so sweet nothings at it. <laughs> Percy's like, yes, I am very grateful that uh, the five of you are here in this lodge with me. I, I shall suspect that so long as you are here, I shall be safe. Is your plan to stay here then? Well, and he looks up towards uh, Elias. He says, uh, Elias and, uh, and I had been speaking about some, some ideas of some potential lucrative business ideas. Which, of course, tying business and adventuring together, that's uh, especially adventuring uh, vicariously. It's something that I'd be very interested in, but uh, I suppose that would depend on on Elias and, and her ideas. I think it would be great to have you uh, keep coming out. We will certainly need lots of supplies. And I'm sure as others come out, um, we well, even more people will, and I'm, I'm sure it will be very profitable. In fact, I, I was on my mind that we should maybe try to figure out a spot that might work as uh, to start a trading post at some point. Maybe we could... Uh, go out looking for. You'd like to establish a trading post out here? Yes. All right. Well, I guess all we know so far is maybe what's on this map. We know one place already, although I'm not sure that we're finished with that location. Um, what do people think? Do we want to try to go back to there or look for one of the other places on this map or, or somewhere else? I think it would be wise to find a place that we could set up as more of a permanent source of, uh, I guess, staying between things that would uh, provide good at routes for trade and uh, perhaps uh, establish a bit more of a sound base of operations, if you will. Perhaps a place with uh, a river as well for some good water. And Percy's like, oh, a river? I, I haven't come across a river yet. I just know that the lodge here has a, well, it seems to be a fairly decent well. Uh, which is where I've been getting, you know, he gestures to the bin of, of water on the stove, and he was like, which is where I get the, the water quite often. Good, clean, fresh water. But no, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't come across a river yet. Of course, maybe that's south, but I don't go south. I also don't really go north, and it probably won't go east anymore. You find yourself quite limited then. Well, alone anyway. I, I think that these things are quite uh, outside my range. I think that is wise. Uh, you had mentioned... You had some inclination as to the, the nature of this Tower of the Moon as it's marked on, on the map, but uh, the ziggurat, as it were. Uh, I mean, I all I had I know is that, that there was this ziggurat that, well, depending on, 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 I mean, it's a very limited source of information that I could find. Um, some had talked about uh, druids. Uh, some had talked about um, celestials. Uh, and some had talked about mages with their own strange and esoteric ways. All I knew is it sounded very exciting. And uh, and it gave some, some direction that it was going to be out here in the Scorchian Wilds. My, uh, and again, he looks very sheepish and he's like, uh, again, my, my knowledge is um, embarrassingly uh, less rounded out as a true. But you had some inclination that there was some sort of wealth or treasure to be found here, you said. Oh, well, it's a map, and it has strange symbols on it. I assume it's a treasure map. Mm. And he, like, stops. He, like, he looks up very slowly. He's like, if it's not a treasure map, then what is it? Perhaps a map of where not to go. They make those? An untreasure map? <laughs> he starts, like, he gets up, and he, like, starts pacing around the room. He's like, I, my life is a lie. <laughs> 
Elias will chime in with a bit of a sly smirk. It could also be the uh, journey to take for, uh, well, a execution trail or other sinister things. Maybe it's the river there in the spot. <laughs> Just like his face goes white. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, so this is adventuring. <laughs> All right. So what, how would you describe a coffin? It's a box with no hinges. <laughs> Indicating the map. <laughs> He's like, clearly this has not been something he'd thought of. <laughs> box. It is a box oh. with that, because it, the lid, it lifts. It does. Oh, no. 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 He, like, walks into the other room. <laughs> Percy, don't forget, when you pack for adventuring, you should always bring your sense of humor. Okay. Well, now we've all terrified poor Percy. So you, uh, is, is that what you think that this this is a map of the places not to go? Is that is that my understanding? My uh, my comment was more that you can get more than you bargained for, depending on who made the map and for what purpose. I want to know why that mage had the map. I'm glad I didn't meet him. <laughs> Perhaps we will find that in time. Well, I still chime in. I do suspect that there's probably some very interesting arcane things that we might be able to find going down this uh, route. That would be quite intriguing. Mm. Magical guillotines, magical monsters, magical... Well, we know that Elias is uh, in the area to look for opportunities for an outpost, and Ansem and myself are looking to see what we can see. Uh, Nurora and Rodiger. Anything in particular you're looking out for? Meat. <laughs> meat. Excellent. Percy like points at you. Stag meat, I will eat that with you. I will chime in to Rodiger. If we find a great place with a great river, you'll be able to brew lots of beer. Oh, yeah, it's so. <laughs> with the talk of business, a little bit more blood comes back into uh, Percy's face. Plus, if we find an area with flush farmland around, you'll be able to grow all the grain that you need for that beer. I bet if you establish a restaurant, Rodiger will be a regular. He might even work there. Uh, for the for the time, uh, does anyone have an inclination as to what they would like to spend the day doing? Early now, we have many hours of daylight. We have this news of a stag to the south. We know where the Tower of the Moon is. Yeah, it's probably around like 9 o'clock in the morning. You guys have been hanging out for a while. Norora is curious. She probably is going to ask about the map. Which direction is north and south on the map? Do we have a sense of that? Good question. Again, Percy like tilts his head. He's like, I just assumed that was north. Oh my gosh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been, if we know where the Tower of the Moon is and we've traveled south and west of it, uh, I imagine we would have seen the wizard spire uh, by how I imagine it in my mind. And Elias will chirp in and say, unless each item is 500 kilometers apart. That's fair. I think we are now south and west of the moon tower. Indeed. And so uh, I don't think, but, but we came from basically directly from the west. west. South of west, yes. So we may not have seen the spire. Indeed, which would reinforce the fact that perhaps our best assumption is that north is uh, to the top side of the map. Again. We could. I mean, I'm I'm interested in seeing more of the area, so I'm up for going out if everyone else is. That suits my purpose as well. Yeah, that also in agreement with that. I'd like to get more acquainted with our surroundings. Mm-hmm. So if we move to the east, we go to the box? The box, ah. Perhaps. Depending on how close it is. A box without hinges. Well, perhaps it does seem that the spire might be the next closest, although who knows if the map is proportional. If we tried going in that direction, we might be able to sort out the orientation if we can find the spire. I agree. Percy's like, well, um, if it's all the same to you, I think I might just stay back here. Uh, at the lodge yesterday was a bit more excitement than uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking for for today. <laughs> if that's all the quite, same to you. Quite understandable. We appreciate your eyes here to make sure nothing is amiss when we return as well. I, I, I do look forward to hearing about uh, about your adventures out there, but um, yes, I, I appreciate that. I will stay behind. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Although, of course, uh, north is a, is a direction I haven't gone very far, and I'm much more inclined than the other two directions. You know, like, thinks it's always like, no, 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 I'll, I'll stay here. I'll stay. Very well, then. Grab what you can, and we can 
can head out now and hopefully be back before sundown. I'm going to start getting ready. As we're packing up, Aurora is going to ask really quickly if people have any food with them or if we should try and figure out to bring some food. Percy kind of points around and he's like, uh, we, I don't have much here, but uh, but I did bring some things. There's some uh, some canned goods. There's some uh, some jerky. There's some hardtack. There's oats. There's various things. You're you're welcome to take whatever you might need. Some I've got rations here. And Aurora's gonna start packing some of those. Did she want to just tell us how many rations there are, and I can add it to a, a thing here for all of us that we can just start eating from? as needed. Percy in the lodge has probably brought along a backpack full of rations. So 80 units worth of rations? Because a backpack holds about 80 pounds and a ration is one pound. Okay. I would say you probably brought half that because there would have been other stuff in the backpack as well. But um, Okay. Yeah. So 40. There's probably 40 rations in the lodge. So Darren, I guess uh, kind of a inner question here is going to be Having had a sense of land, we've wandered a bit, we've traveled around. My particular skill set allows me, as uh, I have the wanderer feature that gives me that eye, eye for, for maps and geography and recollection, as well as being able to, to forage very effectively for smaller groups of people. So given what I've seen, am I confident that I'll be able to forage and kind of do my thing? My, my, my feature says, you can find food and fresh water for yourself and up to five other people each day, provided that the land offers, you know, those things. Yeah. So in the uh, in the savanna that you were in, that you're currently in, that'll be harder. But like in in the woods, you probably would find some stuff. In more uh, hillsides, you might find some stuff. Grasslands, you might find some like some things like that. But um, you'll probably find some things as you were standing up in the valley. You saw mm-hmm. that there would be areas that you would be able to do that. Savannah, okay. not as much. Gotcha. So, you know, I'll, I'll indicate to the group that I'll be able to, uh, pr- provided we, you know, travel outside of the boundary we find ourselves and I'll be able to, to find what we need to, to subsist day to day. If I have ale, I don't need anything else. <laughs> He's on that liquid diet. Mm-hmm. Liquid bread. All right. So if we're, we're all ready then, shall we head out? All right. So he, uh, were you taking the rations or no? Mm-hmm. Should leave something for Percy, just in case. Yeah, are you taking all 40 of them? <laughs> uh, 30 of them. Percy's like... Uh, 30? Uh, we only plan to be gone for a day, so I think right. we only need a couple. I suspect yeah. that we'll be gone for much longer than a day if we're wanting to actually get anywhere. Perhaps. We each take a couple, then. Mm-hmm. I'd okay, recommend everybody enough. takes a few days' worth, and uh, again, I'll, I'll try to grab what I can as we go. Yeah, and we can put that in, like, the story items. We can say that there's 40 rations minus the 25. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have my own set, too. All right, so was the plan you guys were going to head north or something, or...? I think north... Yes. ...east, sort of back past the moon tower and on, perhaps? Yeah, I think I'm into that. I think our goal should be to try to at least maybe orient towards where that wizard tower is so that we can validate our assumption of the map and kind of get a better better idea. So if I'm not mistaken, uh, so I'm right now on the Temple of the Moon. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to try to get, we're going to try to avoid where the spiders are and kind of pass by, I would think, on the west side of it since we've been there and basically go from here and then start headed this way. Okay, cool. So how far do we get before we have to rest on this path, I guess? (laughs) I think that's nine hours from what you've drawn. So basically we hit this, the hex. Okay. So we're going to camp in that hex northeast of the temple, basically. Cool. Okay. What happens? Let me have you roll a D100. Me? Yeah. Okay. 88. Okay. As you guys are traveling along there, you get a little bit off kilter. Uh, as you start heading back out towards the forest, and it just sets you off by basically a, a hex. Uh, so you kind of got to double back, so you lose an hour in your travel. Oh, well, so I guess technically you, you guys have traveled now for 10 hours, right? So if you don't want to worry about any sort of checking for fatigue, you would have yeah. to stop roughly about, and I'll let you choose whether that's at the temple or, you know, to the left of, you know, anywhere to the left of this, the, the temple. I vote not at the temple. Yeah. I went as, about I, just north of it. Yeah. That like hex where there's the north. partial line. Which direction did the spiders come from? North? We came from south. south. Well, they they came out no, of they the east. They drove us south. Us. 
and they drove us to the south. They'd come actually from a... Yeah. The nest was there, but they came from all the sides but the south, so they were basically herding us. Yeah. Herding you down south, but they did come from north to do so. Yes. what happened anyway. The sun has dropped down. Now it's gone from twilight to it's now dark out, but of course all of you guys have dark vision, which is handy. So the world's in shades of gray, but still be uh, visible. As you like, you get to this part of the forest. If you want to set up camp, you're able to do so. Okay. You're not, I mean, you're three miles from the temple, so you, you're probably going to be okay regarding uh, potential mm-hmm. spiders. Yeah, I mean, I'll just want to check mm-hmm. where we are, make sure again, tracks of predators, things like that, signs of a game trail, all mm-hmm. of the survival things that I do. Yeah, let me have you roll nature. Or no, I'm sorry, survival. It'll be a 15 when it comes up. 15? Okay. As you kind of like, you're, you're worn out. You're just like, okay, this is about as far as we can travel for today. Uh, when you get to that point and you kind of start looking around, uh, you do see that there are evidence of animals that have kind of gone through. You see droppings and so forth, and they're starting to head northwestern a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You do see some of that. Okay. We're just going to want to get, you know, off that trail so that we're not where the predators will be. Yeah. So I'll, I'll choose a spot that is not near those factors. Cool. I'm also going to look around for any uh, presence of spiders. So are you looking for spider sign or specific spiders you're like checking through? Are you a spider? Are you, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> I want to make sure that there is not a bunch of spiders anywhere lying in wait to hurt us. Sure. Okay. Then that'll be perception. Okay. With guidance. <laughs> there you go. You just need to, you need to do every time you do it so that he knows you just need to do your thing. There you go. You have to, I think I think you're gonna have to touch your forehead. Hold on, she didn't use it. I didn't uh-huh. see that. There's Wait, what's a somatic going on? component. It's, uh... There's a somatic component. <laughs> Seriously, rethinking this. <laughs> canon. It's canon. Well, at least you did this before. Yeah, yeah, I know. At least you didn't do like chicken dance or something. Yeah. Nice. Oh, 20 total. Oh, sorry. No, I got a 25 then because I I forgot to add the plus five. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. Yes. Yeah, so you. I mean, you're looking around and you're like, yeah. There's no spiders. And it's not that, like, overly confident, like, oh, yeah, I looked, there's no spiders. You're like, no, I looked, there are no spiders. There are definitely no spiders right here. elf I see? Elias will attempt to light a small fire for us to set up camp around. I have no idea if she's going to be able to actually do that. (laughs) All right, that would be a survival check. Would you like to use my tinderbox and some guidance? (laughs) She sits down and she's got a rock and a stick and she starts pounding them together. <laughs> what, what was, was that a two? What did you roll? I got a seven to try to light okay. a fire. Okay. I've heard of this before. Did they some inspiration about this lighting? Nerona's giving some inspiration. Definitely. I'm seeing right. a fire lighting. This is song. how you light a fire. I'm going to do it blindfolded. <laughs> So you, you gently take the rock and the stick out of her hand and you say, you choose one. <laughs> and you can either use the rock with the flint and the steel or you can take twine and the I'm going to instruct her, yeah, like get her to practice. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you, got, you show her a little bit uh, as to what to do. Uh, let me the have you 20. roll um, wisdom. Oh, for that part, for the instruction part of it? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so she, she picks any of this up. Oh, oh, El- Elias. Elias, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like, oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> She's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she just starts, like, thinking about something totally different as you're <laughs> instructing <laughs> I just make the fire. <laughs> She's like, streams, farms. Uh, oh, crap. Um, yes, that looks great. Doing it well. I will remember this. <laughs> Um, okay, so eventually you get the fire going, no problem. Like, you're just kind of like, yeah, and it's no, no big deal. See, just like this, fire. So you get the fire going, uh, and yeah. Uh, anything else you guys uh, doing this evening? Are you just going to head down? I mean, day? along the way, I was trying to gather food so we didn't have to, to dip into our rations because you'd mentioned that the forest seemed a little more lush. Yeah, um, I'm going to say based off your rolls, no. Like, you were kind of, you got a little bit distracted at one point. There's some rustling at another point. So you, you decided best not to look for stuff at this moment. Okay. Also looking for material for brewery and some pile mm-hmm. alcohol. I will not allow it on this journey. No, I, just just because of the, the rolls that were rolled. They were not particularly favorable for that sort of a thing. Mm. Um, we should all subtract one net ration then. There you go. Mm-hmm. Smart. 
Actually, uh, I'm just so I've got my good berries that can be used uh, for. A, I'm just I'm gonna dole that out when I fail. When I fail the group, like, all right, here, here's the good <laughs> stuff, and I'm gonna give everybody their nourishment from that. Um, cool. And so long as you get a good, you know, a long rest, they're gonna in there, fade then... anyways. I'm like, here, go nuts. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna wear out in about two hours. Did you? Oh, did you have some from yesterday or what? That's that's my rolling. Well, so like. That's my my ritual is like oh I haven't used my spell slots today I'm gonna make my berries right, basically right. as long as you actually use those spell slots then I'll let that happen okay oh no no for sure so as uh, I I'll be taking first watch anyway so okay cool as you bet down there uh, he's gonna take first watch and let me have you roll uh, perception ugh it's a nine nine okay that's fine okay you're you're pretty tired and you're kind of looking around and. Uh, you're not really catching much of what's going on out in the woods. You know, you're kind of drifting off a little bit. You managed to pull your entire shift, but it was pretty hard. Um, mm. And once it's the next person's turn, you're pretty happy to hand it over. You're, you're ready Sounds to Sounds good. I'll take the next shift. Okay. Without having to go through everybody's shift, let me have everybody just roll real quick your perceptions, and then I'll just roll something else over here. Ugh, golly, I'm on it. Oh, sometimes. God. Oh, well, you already you already did your perception because you're... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Unfortunately, right? Golly. But it wasn't a problem, though. I'm just blowing my 20s on nothing. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I have a 16. Okay. I also guide myself, so. Cool. I got a 12 before. I got a 4. <laughs> uh, and then Rodiger has 17. Okay, cool. So who is the last person on shift? In the morning? Yeah. Four shifts. Okay. Four shifts. Yeah. So one person so doesn't have to. <laughs> so it was either going to be Elias, Rodiger, or... Uh, Norora that would take the last shift. Perhaps Norora and I can take a shift together as kind of like maybe the last shift or something. Okay, so uh, David had the or uh, Rodiger had the night off, and then it was you guys doing the last shift. So basically, sure. one person gets a freebie; they don't have to, to take a shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. take a shift. Okay, cool. Because I'm already fully rested. Okay, everything seems good. So uh, the sun starts rising up here in the morning. It was. Did you guys go right to bed, or did you stay up for a while? Because it would be early in the morning if you're doing straight eight hours. What do you? What's your plan? Are you gonna do the eight hours and get back moving before the sun comes up, or are you gonna wait until the sun comes up? I would guess that what would have happened is we would have taken like an hour or two to like set up camp and kind of settle in and then mm -hmm. we'd have the sleep and then that would still probably be a pretty early morning okay. probably before sun be comes up before right? dawn right yeah cool so that works out perfectly yeah. so it's about five in the morning so that's what you guys are looking for which uh, is like an hour before sunrise ish right exactly yeah we're starting yeah. to see the light a little bit soon so you can start gathering up your camp um at that point and you can start heading out mm -hmm. yeah i'm going to have luna my owl just go up and circle around just to see if there's anything noticeably moving. So I'll send her up and then I will um, sit down actually and close my eyes. And for anybody who would happen to be watching, you'll see uh, Luna's eyes flash briefly. And then she goes up and um, I'll be able to talk, but I won't be able to see anything from my physical body because I'm looking through her eyes as she goes up and just does a little circle around. So it's above the trees? Above the trees. Unless she sees anything moving in then. Right, so so she goes up there and she goes above the trees and she, how far out is she going? Mm, may, maybe a mile. Maybe a mile, okay. So she goes out there and she sees, it looks like there is some movement down at the base of a tree. Like like a big movement? Or like a little movement? I, I'll, I could never get closer. Okay, so she goes down there and she sees what looks like some sort of uh, animal. Again, not sure how close she's getting, but so she probably sees about like some sort of animal at like the base of a tree kind of moving around. And it looks like a few feet in height. Okay. Um, and wh how, what direction is she from us right now? As she kind of swings back around, it's a little bit on the north uh, western side. Okay. Um, I will tell the, the group that uh, I can see something. Well, through Luna. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks like a small creature. Maybe it was resting or something, but it seems to be smallish in size. And I'll tell them direction. How? Yeah. How far is it? Uh, she said she got to about an hour. Or, I mean, sorry, a mile out. So it's at the edge of that. Breakfast. <laughs> um, if it if it's not moving a lot yet, can um, I have Luna kind of get not too close, but a little bit closer just to see? Is it humanoid? Uh, how close is she getting? Um, not any closer than maybe like thirty feet. 
He has keen, keen perception. Yeah, right? So as she starts getting closer, it looks like a humanoid down there. Um, and you're seeing, about 30 feet, you're seeing what it looks like a goblin tied to a tree. And it's like, I will communicate that very quickly and have Luna kind of go back up and just look if there's anything. If it was tied to a tree, something must have tied it there. So I'm looking for any, she's going to go a little bit further out, but up above the trees again to look for more movement. Okay. And sorry, I, I did not commit to memory. How far away is this? About a mile. Okay, so there's a mile away. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let me have her roll perception. Okay. So owl perception. Nice. It's a, it's a 19 total. So she starts getting down there and she sees, it looks like there is a little bit of ways, there is a bear that is sniffing and kind of, and like moving towards the direction of the goblin. Like a normal looking bear? And with a 19, it looks like a um, black bear. Black bear, okay. Um, I'll tell the rest of the group and I can talk, I think, in my current body, but I won't be able to hear them talk to me. Correct. So um, I will tell uh, her to go back up and circle around in the area a little bit and I will let go of that connection mm-hmm. um, and tell the group what I saw, what I guess I've been describing it as she's flying and ask them what they would like to do. I just start running, going directly to the breakfast, okay. like kind of fast. <laughs> breakfast. He's allowed, I, I, he's gonna, allowed to run. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna pull him back and say, <laughs> let's be wise about this. But he's like, breakfast, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna tell him, we don't want to, sp- we don't want to scare the breakfast away now. Oh, that is true, okay. <laughs> Let me take point. I'll be able to get closer. How uh, familiar with the concept of goblins and generally their behaviors would our party be? I speak goblins, so... Okay. So he, if he can speak goblin, he probably is pretty decently familiar, at least, with their, their culture and so forth. And you're... Were you, you were drow... Drow tiefling. Tiefling, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you, you've got experience with Underdark and with caves and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd say you're pretty familiar with goblinoid culture. Okay. What's the question? Just wondering if, like, us as a group would be aware of, like, okay, this is potentially mischievous, like, tribe-type thing that we might be getting into. I'll relate quickly what I know of goblins that's relevant to the situation. From what I know, they're uh, basically low-intelligence, somewhat bloodthirsty creatures without much of a moral compass who are often used by other, you know, darker powers to do their their grunt work and their tribal and, you know, it's usually more than one goblin and then we're headed that way. <laughs> or at least I am. I'm going to motion for people to follow. I will follow. Yeah, I'm good with. And as, as we get closer to, I'm going to stick together while we're in there, but once we get closer, I'm just going to ask, are, you know, are you able to tell when we're close to where Luna is? Is she, yeah. is she staying there? I'm having her stay okay. yeah, above. Like once we get close enough for them to to have connection again, I want to want to pause. Okay, so you're gonna head towards that direction. Mm-hmm. What's the plan with you, Datura, about getting connected back to your? They can like guide you as you walk. Like what's happening? I I mean I know where she is, so I'm mm-hmm. walking towards where I know she is. Uh, and uh, I just want to get updated intel and then pause for us so that I can sneak forward if if that's what we want to do. Basically, she's a proximity warning that happens because we know she's close. Yeah, so you get up there, and then uh, as you guys approach, like, the by the time you are nearing it, the owl is able to signal back to Datura that the black bear is now, like, sniffing kind of at the goblin. And the goblin's like, <laughs> freaked out here, and it's making a lot of commotion. That's kind of antagonizing the, the bear of it. Okay, and so how close are we now? I would say that... You are not within range to see it yourself, but you're near there. Uh-huh. So, like, through the trees, you're probably, like, what, like, 90 feet or something? So sh- the owl tells her that sh- we don't know that it's be- the bear is licking the goblin now? Do we know that? Yes, because I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes, you I'm checking with her if she, okay. if anything changed, she tells me as soon as it sounds like there's something significant has happened, I've can we get the go- Can we get the bear away? <laughs> Do you know a way to get the bear away from him? I could talk to it, <laughs> <laughs> or throw a rock at it. 
<laughs> I could turn into an animal. <laughs> I'd like to keep the goblin alive if possible. It could be useful. Uh, if you'd like to throw a rock or something else, I could. Oh no, here I will creep up, but trying to stay hidden. I'm going with her. Okay, I will cast minor illusion. Is is it visual or audio? It's visual. Visual or auditory. So one or one or the other, either a sound or an image of an object within range that lasts for the duration, which is a minute. The illusion also ends if you dismiss it as an action. So if you create a sound, its volume can range from a whisper to a scream. Uh, it can be your voice, anybody else's, a sound, a lion, anything like that. And is this 30 foot range? Uh, yes, correct. So I will... So you're um, not within range to do it right there, but you are... Well, I'm going to try to do it away from where they are. So okay. I want it to be in kind of the opposite direction that we are. We want that the beer come to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, I will create it away from the goblin within 30 feet of where we are. Um, and I am just... The, the first thing I'll try and do is um, make a sound like, like a large cracking branch and see if the bear responds. And while she's doing this, I'm... I'm going to be trying to, like, <laughs> I want to keep that in range. I'm going to try to find a place where I can be sneaky and get the bear lined up for a good shot and just be kind of ready to ready to shoot it. I don't want it to kill the goblin or us, I guess. So I, I'm letting her distract it and try to lure it away, and I'm just, I'm just ready to go with an arrow knocked. Okay. Line up here. I've got Ansem at the front. And what are we looking like with What's our formation? I mean, I think me and Detour are up at the front there. She's trying to do this thing. I'm going to kind of peel off a bit, so I've just got a different angle, but I want to keep, you know, I want to be able to be close to my party, but yeah. just separate out a bit off to the right, basically, to, to have just a good angle on the on the, on the the bear for a shot. So if she's, if she's putting that sound off to her left, in my mind right now, I'm kind of going opposite away from that sound, but a place where I can see the entire path that's going to travel to get there. Gotcha. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. Okay. I would guess that the other three of us are about 30 feet behind them. Okay, that far behind. Okay, yep. cool. So the two of you are up in front, and then everybody else is about 30 feet behind. All right, so uh, you line up. You can see the bear. It is off to the right of the, um, you know, so like if there's a tree here, the bear is coming over here. Um, it is moving towards the goblin, and now it's kind of like, as you're saying, it's kind of licking the goblin's face. Uh and the goblin's like, now it's kind of like frozen. It's like, so I make the sound uh, first, like a cracking branch to my sort of left. Opposite me. Yeah, opposite of where Ansem went. Okay. Behind the bear. So um, it, I want it to turn around, <laughs> essentially. Um, and maybe some rustling sounds, like bushes rustling. So you've got the sound going on over here, and. The bear, from its perspective, it looks not at you, but to, you know, the right of all of you. So I made the sound, and I can keep making sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to make some, like, tree rustling and maybe some low bear sounds. Like, maybe there's another bear. Lady bear? bear? Like, a, okay. maybe a lady bear? I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Let me have you roll performance. Okay. We're trying. You're, you're making a bear sound, but the question is, are you making a, a bear guy, of the opposite yeah. sex or the same? <laughs> Sexy bear. Yeah, exactly. It's springtime. That could be happening for these bears. Yes. So. Not great. It's a ten. With the freaking guns. Oof. Yeah. So you wanted it to come towards the bear. You're doing like the the sexy bear thing, but it was a little too growly and less gravelly. <laughs> and uh, and the bear got a little freaked out. And it like hunches down a little bit and it looks over towards uh, the goblin and it actually moves a little bit further away from the goblin. Not by far, but it's instead of like right there where it's like licking the goblin's face, it like pauses and it moves uh, a little bit further away. I'm looking around to see if something else is a trap for goblins. More goblins are there making a trap or something. Okay. Yeah. Rodiger, let me have you roll perception. Oh, is that an, oh, 19 plus one. Wow, okay. Rodiger, you catch this though, behind the bear as it jumps behind, you know, further away from you guys, still kind of looking at the sound, glancing over at the goblin. It jumps back. As it does that, 
you see another goblin come rushing out from the bushes behind it, leap up and go, and it comes down with a knife and like sticks it into the bear. I'm gonna need everybody to roll initiative. And that is where we're going to call it for today. Come back next time as we find out what happens as our adventures deal with a band of goblins. Until then, this has been Legends of Kalidor, Tales from the Wildlands. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Listener reviews are the best way to get our podcast noticed and gain some traction. We've got a lot of big plans for the show, but we won't be able to do it without you, the supportive listener. So, subscribe, review, and share with your friends. Don't forget about Mimicon 2023. We have a link in our description for more information about that. And we'll see you next time on Legends of Kalidor, Tales from the Wildlands. Thank you.